The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good afternoon, and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour, you'll learn how to see your true self in the midst of life's twists and turns. You'll be challenged to think outside of the box when it comes to the mysteries of life. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews. Hi, and welcome to Authentic Living. You know, there's a lot of talk going around these days about what a spiritual person can expect from life with regard to prosperity. Oprah's talking about it, and several of the spiritual gurus of today are encouraging us to consider prosperity. Some of us believe that talk and have put up our affirmations on all the mirrors and refrigerators all over our lives, but some of us think that that talk is way too materialistic. Others of us think the whole idea of engaging prosperity is bunk. On this show, we're going to try to come to some basic conclusions about prosperity because the question isn't, can I have what I want? The question is, who is the I that wants it? Kenny Weiner, our guest for today, is going to talk about some of the, his questions, his answers, excuse me, with regard to prosperity consciousness. Chaney's an inspirational, transformational speaker and co-founder of the Law of Attraction Network for Women and the Wealth Mastery Success Program. I'm going to ask Chaney some of your hard questions, some of the questions I get from you listeners with regard to prosperity and your authentic self. And so what we're going to do today is I'm sort of going to be the antagonist, and I'm going to question Cheney with regard to those questions that are the tough questions about this whole issue of prosperity. So welcome, Cheney, to the show. It's a great pleasure to be here today, Andrea. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. We have so many people telling us what to do about prosperity and how to get it. Everyone seems to have their own formula, and they haven't even convinced the majority of people that prosperity should be even on the list. So can you tell us why prosperity should be on our list today? Every human being, every person, and I am certain of this, deep down inside has a mission and a calling and a vision of what they're here to do. And what happens is they have, they have, the, primary, they, they have the, primary, the primary fears that get in the way of that. And those fears are fears from a religious or spiritual authority, the fear of failure, the fear of rejection, fear of not being smart enough, fear of losing your loved ones or family members, fear of not having enough money doing what it is you love to do, and the fear of ill health or well-being or not looking good enough. And these fears cloud each person's vision or the mission that they have in their life. Everyone has it deep down inside of them, but these fears is what's clouding that. And I'm certain that everybody has it within them, but when they look around, they're not, let's just say, being their true selves. They're bringing in what other people tell them that they should be doing. So what happens is when they're not doing what others say that they should be doing, 
and they're not succeeding at it, all of a sudden the fear comes up and they're not doing what they love to do. Therefore, they're not able to attract abundance into their life. Okay. Okay. So this is a question that I get. I'm sure you've heard it too. What about all the starving children in Africa and all the suffering people in Darfur? Should we just ignore all that and focus on prosperity for ourselves? Isn't that just being selfish? For let's just say for in that in that type of a situation, if there's children starving in Africa or any other part of the uh, the world, your abundance and your ability to attract that affects them as well. Because when someone is more abundant, let's just use in terms of money, they're able to attract more money. And when someone is able to attract more money, key thing here is doing what they love to do then they're able to help and serve. And the key word there is serve other people because most people look at money. Most people feel, well, it's important to have money. I just want to have money for me. But the true meaning of having money, in my opinion, is to serve others. So the more abundant one becomes, the more wealthy, the more rich one becomes, they can spread that wealth and do it in a fair exchange and balanced way and in this particular case, it would be to help children in Africa or people in other parts of the world who, let's just say, are less fortunate. Okay. Okay. All right. So what you're saying then, it isn't, it isn't selfish to gather together your resources so that you can give those to others. Absolutely not. In fact, if anything, it's the other way around. However, it's the perception that people see in having money that, well, someone just wants to have money just for themselves versus what you can do with that money. And in this case, or in cases like this, it's to serve people because the more you serve people, the more you're serving, obviously, yourself. And it's, it just, it comes, it's like a loop, if you will. It comes back around. And with someone is hoarding money or if they're just in it to make money for themselves, that's not serving. And it, it's all, it all, let's just say, ties in because when, you're, when you have money, when you're attracting abundance, you can help others and then you attract more of it to you. Okay. All right. So Rhonda Byrne, Neil Donald Walsh, and all those who are involved in the writing of the book and the making of the movie The Secret, as well as Jerry Hicks and Esther Hicks, tell us that the law of attraction works with or without our conscious consent. So this means that we attract what we're thinking about. But there's a lot of evidence that we don't always attract what we're thinking about. For example, I treat clients all the time who are extremely anxious and worried about bad things that are going to happen that never happen. So how do we really know that we're attracting what we're thinking about? This is a great question, Andrea, and each person has a set each, each person has values and things that they value in their life, a set of values. And we have conscious values, and we have ones that are subconscious. And when people are looking to attract things into their life, they're consciously, they think that, they're, that whatever they do consciously is what's going to bring to them what it is they would love to have. However, it's the subconscious values is what's attracting to you everything in your life 24 hours a day. So most people will say, well, I want to be rich, 
But then when you ask them, well, are you rich? They're not. And that's a great example of it because consciously they're saying, I want to be rich. I want, well, in this case, I want to be rich, but subconsciously they're not. And what we're truly, what each person is truly attracting into their life is based on those subconscious values. So, for example, if, if someone's working a job right now that they do not love, and most people do not love their job, consciously they're saying, I don't love it, I don't like this, I can't stand it. Subconsciously, they value, that job is high on their values list subconsciously. And that's a very important point to understand because the secret and the law of attraction is working 24 hours a day and it's working according to what you value the most in your life. Most of it is coming from your subconscious values or those that you're not aware of that at some point you inject it in from from someone else, most likely a higher authority saying, well, you should be doing this and you should be doing that. And most people are going around saying, well, I should be working here. I've got to go to work. I have to do this. If you find yourself using those types of phrases, those types of words, it's the language of someone else's values. And that is what is attracting everything into your life that you have. It's based on your values, your subconscious values. Okay. So then how would a person go about getting in touch with those subconscious values? I mean, you know, I, I've actually had people say to me, well, does that mean when something bad happens in my life that I must have attracted it and I'm to blame? Well, how, do, how does a person deal with those kind of questions? The first and most important thing, and we teach this in our Wealth Mastery Success Program, and that is to, in any situation that's perceived as bad because remember all events are neutral until we put a label on them. So if you're seeing an event perceived as a bad event or a bad situation, look for the benefits. What are the benefits in this situation? And then ask, well, how is this serving me and how is it serving somebody else? Because again, we have these lopsided perceptions, and if we always see an event or a perceived event as being bad, it just triggers off other. It could trigger off other areas of your life to be the same. So the quality of your life depends on the quality of the questions you ask. This is one of the quality questions: How can this situation benefit me, and how can it serve other people? Okay. All right. So. We're going to go out for a break in just a few minutes, but I want to go ahead and ask this question, and then, then you know, we're going to come back to it after the break. I think we need to get some clarity about wanting. I mean, if I want another drink and I'm an alcoholic, sure you, surely you wouldn't say that I should go after that drink. So how does a person begin to figure out wants, which wants are okay, which ones are not okay? Uh, you know, we have, like you said, so many shoulds, so many fears. How do we know when a want is coming from an, uh, an outworn attachment? How do we know when it's coming from a fear? How do we know when it's coming from, you know, something that's related to just ego aggrandizement instead of something more authentic and genuine inside of me? How do we sort that out? Well, again, it goes back to knowing what your values are. Okay. Because most of us are not, operating according to our values. It's what somebody else said that we should be doing. So if we find ourselves saying, I want to be doing this, that 
and again, it goes back to the language of what I was saying before. I should, I have to, I want to do this, I have to. That is a sign of someone else's values that you injected in. And also, in terms of saying I want, there's a big difference between saying I want versus I have. Because in, in want, want shows it's a form of lack. So, for example, if let's say you're sitting in a chair and I put a million dollars in your lap, are you going to say I want a million dollars? You're going to say I have a million dollars. If it's not there, then you're going to say I want. So using words such as I want shows an elusiveness that you don't have. And having involves feeling. So the way that you feel about having that feeling is one of the important things towards attracting what you would love to have into your life because, again, it's about having versus wanting. Wanting shows it's not there. Having shows that it's there and it's present and it's in your life right now. Okay, so you would would suggest then if somebody's going to talk about their desires that they would really use the self-talk of I have it already instead of I want it. Yes, and we teach this in our our Wealth Mastery Success program because if someone's saying, well, I have a million dollars, the mind is going to comment and says, no, you don't. Go look at your bank book. Go look at your statement. You don't have a million dollars. Okay, well, we're going to stop right there and come back after the break and talk about that some more. We'll be back in just a moment. This is Authentic Living, and this is Andrea Matthews. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. I begin each day with an intention to be open to guidance, to expect guidance, to trust and appreciate when guidance comes. With these intentions, each day is easier to navigate. Hi, I'm Sonia Choquette. When I decided to trust my guidance and further my education, I chose the American Institute of Holistic Theology, A-I-H-T. with a soulful pathway to deep learning. In my own home, on my own schedule, I earn my Ph.D. in metaphysics. You know, the value of wisdom only grows, and in developing our own gifts, we can help others evolve, too. That's how it works. These self-paced programs in holistic health, metaphysics, holistic ministries, parapsychic science, and holistic theology can embolden your spirit to change the world. And the time has come for us all to do our part in changing the world. So in this moment, call the American Institute of Holistic Theology. The number is 1-800-650-4325. In this moment, visit AIHT.edu. All my love. When I found out my jeans were made using child labor in sweatshops, I wrote a letter to the company saying, reconsider your labor practices. A few months later, I get a letter back saying, thanks for being a loyal customer, and they included a coupon for a 25% discount on their jeans. So I got smart, wrote letters every day to all the stores that carry the brand, asking them to stop supporting the companies who use child labor in sweatshops. And I just kept getting letters back thanking me for my concerns and more coupons for more discounts on more jeans. So I'm telling my friend about it, and she flips out, saying that between all the letters and coupons, some paper company cut down a small forest, driving off two indigenous tribes, hundreds of endangered animals, 
killing thousands of plant species, some of which may have contained vaccines for HIV, cancer, and syphilis. Meanwhile, the guys cutting down the trees are 13-year-old kids who work night and day for months just to save up enough money to buy a pair of jeans made by child labor in sweatshops. Saving the world isn't easy, but saving a life is. Just one pint of blood can save up to three lives. Visit bloodsaves.com to learn more. This public service announcement was brought to you by the Ad Council. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back with Authentic Living, brought to you by the American Institute of Holistic Theology. We were talking just before the break, Cheney, about having versus wanting, the idea of self-talk, that where you say to yourself, I have this as opposed to I want this, and you were about to say something about the mind that, that gets in the way. So can you fill in the blanks there for us? Most of us, most people will use the phrase, I want, let's just use money, I want to be a millionaire, versus I have a million dollars, and I, before the break, I was mentioning the example of if, let's say, you're sitting in a chair here, and you don't have any money, and I put a million dollars in your lap, and you're holding it. You're not going to say, I want a million dollars. You have it. Now, when you're doing affirmations, and many people doing affirmations, and I'll, well, you know, I will explain to them this concept and say, well, use the phrase, I have a million dollars. Now, people will do this, and what happens is they'll say, I have a million dollars, I have my soulmate, and whatever it is, let's use money. I have a million dollars. The mind comes in and says, no, you don't. Go look at your bank book. Go look at your statement. Go look at the bills that you have coming, and you don't have a million dollars, and then the mind chatter starts, and that's where the resistance comes, and then... People will do this after a couple of weeks and say, well, the law of attraction, none of this stuff works. And again, this goes back to knowing your values because if you're setting unrealistic expectations, this is the type of response that you get. The the mind comes in and says, no, you don't have any of that. So we teach in our program to discover what your passion is, doing what you love and loving what you do, and to set realistic expectations regardless of where you're at right now because most people are setting unrealistic expectations. So by saying, I have a million dollars, it's not likely to happen right now. It can, but in all likelihood, it doesn't. So it starts with, again, setting realistic expectations and knowing what your values are, because it sounds very simple, and it really is. It's the most important thing that you can do is know who you truly are, what you truly love to do, and set realistic expectations and methodically go about doing that, because most people want immediate gratification, and short-term gain equals long-term pain. So it's more important to know what's most important to you, what you love to do the most, and set 
realistic expectations for yourself and what it is that you would love to be doing. Yeah, you just said one of the keys there, I think. You said you have to know yourself, and that's that's where I think the, the rubber meets the road, so to speak, that, you know, we talk about affirmations a lot, and but what you're saying is that we are working with unconscious material, and unconscious material is, by its very definition, unconscious. So we don't know what's in there. So how would an affirmation help change the unconscious? This is a great question, Andrea, and I'm going to tie this in to a very effective and powerful way to word an affirmation. Most people will say, I am a millionaire, in, which is along the same lines of say, as saying, I have. A really excellent way to word one is to say, I am now attracting to me everything I need in order to, and then you fill in a blank. So, for example, I am now attracting to me everything I need to be a millionaire, to make $500,000 a year, to have my soulmate. Because when you phrase it like that, your mind, your ego mind, is taken out and can't say, well, go look at your bank book. No, because you are now attracting, keyword to you everything that you need to whatever it is, what your affirmation is. It's a very effective way wording an affirmation and getting around the mind that gets in the way because, after all, we are not our minds, and that's another interesting concept. Most people feel that the best place to be is in their mind. The best place to be is out of your mind, take control of your mind, and come from your heart. So when you word an affirmation like that, it takes the mind out and frees up your energy. Okay, so when you say we're not the mind, um, a lot of people are going to have a hard time wrapping their heads around that. So help me understand, if I'm not my mind, then who am I? Our minds, let's just say, has our emotion. So most people are emotionalized and we have these imbalanced or lopsided perceptions and that's in the mind. It's based on our past, our e emotional history, if you will, and that's where the fear is in the mind. And we have our hearts and the heart is the most powerful place to come from. And we, in our program, we, you know, people learn how to ask quality questions to balance out those perceptions in their mind because we are two-sided individuals. We're not one-sided people. And most of us are either elated and really up or down. And we have this imbalance, these um, lopsided perceptions, I like to call them, that are in our mind that shuts down our heart. So the whole idea is to take control of your mind because the mind Especially the ego mind, it's fear-based. And that's where the fear is. And the fear is due to those imbalanced perceptions or emotions. So the whole idea, and this is what people learn in our program, to ask those quality questions. And I said before about asking what the benefits are. So if someone perceives a situation as being bad, ask the quality question. How is this benefiting me? That's one way to balance out your mind it allows you to open up and come from your heart. And that's one of the ways 
in which you can learn how to know yourself and come from your true self versus what other people say you should or should not be doing. Right. So when your heart says, I really don't, am not looking forward to getting up in the morning to go into this job I don't like, that's something to listen to, even though the mind is still saying, yeah, but you got to have money, and yeah, but you can't quit your job, and yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. Exactly, and the mind, again, is going to look to keep people stuck, and that is a perfect example of that. And, again, this ties into what I was saying before about knowing what you're passionate and what you about and what you love to do because most people are going through their lives and have Monday morning blues, Wednesday hump days, thank God it's Fridays, and weekends, and that's not a very inspiring way to live. And that mind chatter that comes in, like you were just saying, well, you've got to go to work, otherwise you can't pay the bills. That's what the mind is saying. In a situation like that, if you're, if you, if you're, if you're working that job, and yes, you know, most of us are, again, ask the quality question, well, how can me going to this job serve me in what it is I would love to do most or in my higher purpose? Then you add more meaning to a job that you may not like while you transition over into something that you love to do. So even in situations like that, again, look for the benefit. Look for how it serves you. That's why it's important to know what it is that you love to do the most because then you can start linking up all the activities you do during your day to what you would love to do the most. Very important concept to understand, and we show people, we, people in our program learn how to do this, and it's, it's, it completely shifts their consciousness no matter where they're at right now. It's, it's very powerful. Okay. All right. Speaking of the mind, now you speak of three tricks of the mind that keep us stuck. What are they? The first one, and we hear people say this all the time, whether out loud or to themselves, they say, I don't have the money. We hear it all the time, no matter what, I don't have the money. People have the money based on their values. What's most important to them, they're going to spend their money based on what's most important to them. The second trick is I don't have the time. And the same thing there. People will devote their time to what is most important to them. The third trick is, well, what will people think of me? They'll think I'm crazy. And a great example there, especially in most of your listeners, and I know I've gone through this, as you're going through that transformation on that spiritual journey, if you will, you'll have other people who will, who, who are not on that path and in many ways can't understand what you're doing and they'll say, well, you're crazy for doing that. You're wasting your time and the mind feeds off of that. So if you find yourself saying, I don't have the time, I don't have the money, what will other people think of me? They'll think I'm crazy. Those are tricks that the mind uses to keep you stuck. And again, ask those quality questions and you get the quality answers and you that's in fact a way of how to take control of your mind when these when the mind is playing these tricks on you ask those quality questions, and take control of your mind. Okay, so give me an example, and we're going to go out for a break again in just a few minutes, and we'll come back to it if we don't finish. But um, give me an example of how you might ask a quality question about the mind trick. What will they think? Okay. Let's 
you have someone, let's take someone who is in a process of making that transformation. They're going from, let's say they, they, have a, they had a situation where they hit rock bottom and now they're making a transformation and they're taking control of their life. And they'll have family and friends saying, well, well what, why should you bother doing this? This, you know, you've made all these mistakes before, why should you bother? Well, a quality question. Quality question. A, a quality question to, to ask is, well, break. how is what that person saying serving me in my spiritual journey? Okay. So we're going to come back to that quality question right after the break. This is Andrea Matthews with Authentics Living. Today we're talking to Cheney Weiner about prosperity consciousness. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! Uh. There you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. I begin each day with an intention to be open to guidance, to expect guidance, to trust and appreciate when guidance comes. With these intentions, each day is easier to navigate. Hi, I'm Sonia Choquette. When I decided to trust my guidance and further my education, I chose the American Institute of Holistic Theology, A-I-H-T. It's a soulful pathway to deep learning. In my own home, on my own schedule, I earn my Ph.D. in metaphysics. You know, the value of wisdom only grows, and in developing our own gifts, we can help others evolve, too. That's how it works. These self-paced programs in holistic health, metaphysics, holistic ministries, parapsychic science, and holistic theology can embolden your spirit to change the world. And the time has come for us all to do our part in changing the world. So in this moment, call the American Institute of Holistic Theology. The number is 1-800-650-4325. In this moment, visit A-I-H-T dot E-D-U. All my love. What can you tell me about SkillsUSA? SkillsUSA teaches you employability skills. So you know how to deal with people, you have teamwork, your resume is going to look awesome. Well, it's important to know your technical skills, but not only that, to have soft skills, the skills of learning how to communicate with people. web at skillsusa.org. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free. 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. 
You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back with Authentic Living, brought to you by the American Institute of Holistic Theology. And we asked a question just before the break of Cheney Weiner about what would be a good quality question to ask with the the trick of the mind that says, what will they think, that mind blocker that says, what are they going to think if I take this risk? And uh, you were answering that question when we went out for the break, Cheney. Yes, Andrea. And let's use an example if someone has, let's say, they hit rock bottom and they're looking to transform their life and go on a higher spiritual journey or, or spiritual path, if you will. In a situation like that, there's usually family members, friends. Let's just use more so family members because family is, a little, is usually a little bit more critical. They'll say, well, why are you wasting your time? Why are you doing that? You failed before. This didn't work. Look what happened to you. It's going to happen again, that type of language. So the mind's going to say, well, if I go and take a self-development course or if I buy Andrea's product or if I go to a seminar, what are they going to think of me? They're going to think I'm crazy. So in a situation like that, ask the quality question. Well, how is what everyone's saying to me? How is, how is my family saying that I'm crazy or I'm going to fail again or it's not going to work? How is that serving me? How can I take what they're saying and look at the benefits and the blessings in that and how can I apply that into my life and how can that serve somebody else? Instead of buying into what they're saying, and this is a great example of how to handle those types of situations because every situation is a blessing no matter what happened, no matter what anyone says. Again, all events are neutral until we put a label to them. Most people will look at that and buy into it, and they'll go back to what they were doing before, and the fear is there. This is another component of fear. Ask the quality question. How can it benefit me? What are the blessings, and how can it serve others? Okay. All right. Well, speaking of tricks of the mind, let's just hit this hard one here. You know, there's a lot of people out there, some of them are listening today, who are saying that all the teachers who are teaching about prosperity consciousness are just doing it because it's a good tool to use to draw people into whatever church or temple or mosque or to get them to buy whatever book or product they want to sell. So why should our listeners believe that you are not trying to trick the mind just like you say the mind tricks us. This is a great question, Andrea, and we actually get this a lot too, and we see it. And I feel that if, that if, if you are serving others and you really love doing what you love, you're loving what you do, and, and the key phrase here is serving and helping others and living what you're speaking about, that goes a very long way because I'll go on record and say, yes, there are people out there who are in it for the money, and there's nothing wrong with having and making money. The question is, are you serving people? Because anyone can go out and sell a product and look to make a buck. And I'll be honest, I love to make money too. However, I love to serve people and I live what I'm 
teaching. And in order to serve people and in order for someone to get something out of it, there's value involved. So if someone is looking at someone else and they're saying, well, they're only in it for the money, there is an aspect, there's something going on in their consciousness. It's a poverty type of consciousness, if you will. Now, something else I would really love to bring up here, and it involves people who are teaching self-development, personal development, and ego. And I am 100% certain and feel that every single person is equal to everyone else. I am not better than Jack Canfield or Bob Proctor. They're not better than me. I'm not better than anyone listening to this call right now, and they're not better than me. We are equal. However, some of us may be on different levels let me give an example of that. Let's say you go and you bring your car into an auto mechanic, okay? Now, the auto mechanic is going to be on a high level of working on cars. I'm not. That doesn't make him better than me, and that doesn't make me better than him. In terms of what he does best, yeah, he's on a higher level. That's okay. But that has nothing to do with him as a person, as a human being, being better than or worse than. And it's the same thing here. So people, some of the higher profile people who are in the secret, they're not better than anyone else. They're not better than me and I'm not better than them. They may be on a different level in what they speak about, but that doesn't make them better or worse than anyone else. And this is, very, this is a very key thing to look for. And I've only heard maybe one or two other people ever speak about this and I love the whole idea of it because that's what I look for when I see someone speak or when I listen to someone. Are they coming off as, well, I'm better than you. I'm up on stage. And when I'm speaking, I'm not better than anyone else, and they're not better than me. I'm here to serve people. I'm here to help people. And, yes, there is a money part of it that comes along with that, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's a matter of how you present yourself. And to me, I'm not better than anyone no one's better than me. We're all equal, but we may be on different levels, and that's okay because, that's, after all, that's part of the journey. Okay. So you would say to our listeners, if they want to find out if they really truly can believe in what somebody says, for them to use some discernment and to, to sort of ask the, question, the quality question, I guess, of, of whether or not this person is actually living what they preach, sort of walking the walk. Yes, and in addition to that, this ties in perfectly to what I was just saying. They're not better than you. You're not better than them. Go up to them. Ask them the question. If you don't meet them, go on their website. Email the question, and you'll, you'll be able to tell. I know with our program and what we teach, we answer everyone's question. We do it within 24 hours. We give a complete response. We also have one-on-one -on -one coaching calls because we feel that it's important to help people in that way and to show that we're not better than them and they're not better than us. We're all people. We love to help people. So you mentioned about discernment. So if anyone, if you're, uh, to any of your listeners, if they come across someone, ask those people the quality questions as well. And you'll be able to tell based on how they answer because it's pretty easy to pick up and go with your intuition on it because it's going to be right just about every time. And I'm not saying it because I'm saying it here, but look for some of the things that I'm speaking about. Are they putting themselves up 
because they're on stage? Are they looking at other people as not being up on their level? So, again, to me, not better or worse than anyone else. However, when it comes to helping somebody in what I love to do most, yes, I, I'll be on a different level with that. But we're all humans. We're all equal. And no one deserves to be put up on a pedestal. No one deserves to be put up in a pit. They deserve to be put in your heart. Okay. All right, so while you're talking about what your particular program does, let's go ahead and, and give the listeners your website so that they can tap into that anytime they want. Yes, www.wealthmasterysuccess.com. Okay, that's a mouthful. I'll say again. That's wealthmasterysuccess.com. Right, okay. All right, so any of you listeners out there who want to ask the questions that you have to Cheney, uh you can go to www.wealthmasterysuccess.com. And I'll also um, put my email in. Uh, and that's chaneyw at mindspring.com. That's C-H-A-N-E-Y-W at mindspring.com. Great. Thank you. That's great. All right. So now you've got some ideas about what kind of action we should take to employ prosperity consciousness, and you call this inspired action. What is inspired action? Inspired action, I like to term very simply, is action that matters. And it's based, again, on your values, what you love to do the most. Because when you're doing what you love and you're loving what you do, you're inspired to do that. If you're not doing what you love, you're going to, procra- you're going to procra- procra- procrastinate and it's going to be lower on your values list. So that's one of the most important things. And even Donald Trump said the most important things to success is doing what you love and loving what you do because then all the action you take is inspired based on that. That's when if you're working a job right now that you don't love but you're still in a situation to work, you know, that you're quote-unquote have to work it, then you can... Say, well, how is this job serving me and what I love to do the most? How is each activity that I'm doing at my job serving me and what I love to do the most? By doing that, every activity you do now is inspired based on your mission, based on your purpose, based on what you love to do the most. So that's why it's so important to know what your passion is because then you take the action And it's inspired action because many times we hear, well, take action, take action, and that's great. Anyone can take action at their job by just looking busy. Well, there's a difference between looking busy and being inspired by what you're doing. And the difference is knowing what it is you love to do and having your actions correspond to that. Right, right. And that's all a part of getting to know who you really are. Okay, so you and lots of other leaders are telling us to, to visualize what we want. I'm going to ask this question. We'll answer it after the break. We want to know how it is that visualization works, really works. So we're going to talk about that some more right after the break. This is Andrea Matthews. This is Authentic Living. Today we're talking to Cheney Weiner. We'll be back in just a moment. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. I begin each day with an intention to be open to guidance, to expect guidance, to trust 
and appreciate when guidance comes. With these intentions, each day is easier to navigate. Hi, I'm Sonia Choquette. When I decided to trust my guidance and further my education, I chose the American Institute of Holistic Theology, A-I-H-T. It's a soulful pathway to deep learning. In my own home, on my own schedule, I earn my PhD in metaphysics. You know, the value of wisdom only grows, and in developing our own gifts, we can help others evolve too. That's how it works. These self-paced programs in holistic health, metaphysics, holistic ministries, parapsychic science, and holistic theology can embolden your spirit to change the world. And the time has come for us all to do our part in changing the world. So in this moment, call the American Institute of Holistic Theology. The number is 1-800-650-4325. In this moment, visit AIHT.edu. All my love. Over there, over there's the water. Whoosh, whoosh. And look at all this stuff I'm standing on. It's called sand, and it's everywhere. This woman may sound silly to you and me. It's made up of little tiny pieces of rocks. Teeny little pieces of rocks. But to her two-year-old son exploring the world around him, <laughs> she makes perfect sense. How does it feel when you touch the sand? Is it warm? Uh-huh. It's hard to hold in your hand, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Learning starts long before school does, and children are naturally curious. They want to learn, so follow their lead. Take simple, everyday moments, like sorting laundry or playing on the beach, and turn them into learning moments. Is this water? No. Very good. This is sand. Oh, <laughs> no, no, it's not food. It's sand. We don't eat sand. <laughs> turn everyday moments into learning moments. Find out how at pornlearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. America is facing a skilled workforce shortage. SkillsUSA can help. What is SkillsUSA? SkillsUSA is life-changing. SkillsUSA is awesome. SkillsUSA is one of the biggest opportunities life can give you. SkillsUSA is amazing. SkillsUSA is motivating. SkillsUSA specifically prepares you for the workforce. SkillsUSA empowers students to connect with a network of people, starting with their classmates, to their advisors, to other people in their states. SkillsUSA allows students to connect with business and industry, to manage their education, and to really get a feel of the real world. I'm doing something now that's going to be applicable in the real world, and those skills are going to be useful today in school and in five years when I'm working and for the rest of my life. On the web at SkillsUSA.org. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. 
And we're back with our last segment of the show. Uh, we started uh, just before the break with a question about visualization. You know, Cheney, you and lots of other leaders are telling us to visualize what we want. But many other people are saying that visual visualization doesn't really work. So how do you recommend that people learn to use visualization so it really works? The first thing, and it goes back to what we've been saying, is to know what your values, know what is most important to you, know what your passion, and know what your purpose is, what you love to do the most. Knowing that, then you put the visualization process to work. And I have a great, uh, an amazing story to share, and I actually heard this from Dr. John Martini, who was in The Secret, and um, he told a story um, about Desmond Brooks. Desmond Brooks is the gentleman who built the Bellagio Hotel. He built the Palace for Ralph Lauren and the Palace for Versace. Well, the story, this story is about how he enrolled Ralph Lauren to get him to build the palace. And what he did was he went to Ralph Lauren. He met with Ralph Lauren for a few minutes. He arranged a meeting. And he took Ralph Lauren through a detailed, crystallized journey of this palace that wasn't even built yet that he had in his mind with explicit and crystallized detail to a point where every thread on the wall, every bolt, every dimension, the colors, every single detail of that palace that wasn't in the physical world yet, he took Ralph Lauren through that. Well, Ralph Lauren gave him a check for $95 million right on the spot and said, go and build it. And the reason he did that is because... Desmond Brooks, the architect, he had such detailed, crystallized vision to every single detail that it brought tears, or let's just say it inspired Ralph Lauren to cut him a check for $95 million. That is a great way of how to use visualization, and that is to focus on finer detail in what it is that you're looking to attract or manifest into your life, because... The person, the master, as I like to say, who focuses on that finer detail is the one who's going to bring it into their life because they're present in that manifestation. That's why it's important to have the detail. And the more detail, the better. Because when you're able to articulate this to somebody else, well, certainly to yourself, but to someone else, and it can inspire them to a point where they get a tear in their eye, and this includes to yourself, that's when you know that you're focused on it. And that's why I was saying before, it's so important to know what your passion and what your purpose is, because when you have that passion and purpose and doing what you love, that allows you to be able to visualize to this degree. So Again, what you're saying, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah go ahead. I was going to say, you, what you're saying then is, is the heart is on both ends of this deal. So you're saying your passion draws you to a point of being able to detail what your dream is, and then, then as you're detailing it, your passion becomes involved, and so your heart opens up more. Exactly. And again, we spoke about before having your mind balanced, and all of these, what we've been speaking about, it all ties in. That's why we're saying ask the quality questions to balance out your mind because a balanced mind allows your heart to open up, allows you to become more focused on what it is that you love to do the most. And that's when you're in the state of presence and you're able to have that manifestation. It's, it's a, that's how you're able to manifest. Or if you're a woman, womanifest things faster into your life. Yeah. Okay. 
So now you said that you have a secret key that not many other people are talking about. What is that secret key, and and uh, how how have the rest of us missed it? That secret key is self worth, and we always hear about self esteem. And self-esteem is the accolades that people give us. You look great. You did a wonderful job. Self-worth is the value that you bring to this world. And it doesn't necessarily mean money. It can mean in your relationships. It can mean in your career. It can mean in your spirituality. What is it about who you are that brings value to the world? Self-worth is one of the secret, or not one of the secret, is one of the most important things involved in the law of attraction process, if you will. Because I totally agree. This gets, into, agree more this gets into deserving and allowing as well, because most people feel that they don't deserve things that they would love to have in their life, and they don't allow it. Well, the way that you get around this is, what is your self-worth? And one of those questions that you can ask is, what is it about who I am that brings value to this world? What is it about who I am that brings value to my relationships? What is it about who I am that brings value to my career? What is it about who I am that brings value to my spirituality? Again, asking the quality question determines the quality of your life. This is another quality question, and this is a very important one because most people subconsciously are not valuing themselves, and if you don't value yourself, no one else will value you. If you don't pay yourself first, no one else will pay you. So, again, self-worth. Absolutely, Very I agree important. with that. And, you know, I think the answers are sometimes a little bit difficult to come to. Just like we said, affirmations have to reach down into the unconscious. We have to look deeper than just what we give to the world in our relationships. We also have to look to what we give ourselves. Yeah, and, in fact, you can ask that question, what is it about who I am that brings value to myself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, and then the answers are not necessarily answers that the world might give, such as I give value to myself because I'm a good person. Well, what does yeah. that mean? You know, that, that's got to be clarified some more. What do you mean by that? And what, you know, what is a good person as opposed to a person that I can love and respect? That kind of thing. So I think those questions are real important to the whole process, and I'm real glad you brought that up because I think that is part of what we miss out on when we start going after prosperity consciousness. We just start telling ourselves these affirmations and beating them into our brains and not really going for the lower levels of what's in the subconscious and what, what, how we see ourselves as people just in terms of how we like ourselves or dislike ourselves. So I think that's real important, so I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, okay, so, you know, you say that people are always being successful in their life. So we have just a few minutes to talk uh, more, and I want to just ask you to briefly just explain, what do you mean when you say people are always really being successful? Every single person, and I am certain of this, is already a success. The question is, in what form? Most of us are looking for success in a form of what someone else is success. In other words, we compare ourselves to other people. We see someone who has the big house and has a lot of money. Okay, Jenny, I'm sorry. I'm going to I'm gonna have to interrupt you here and, and say we're, we're out of time now. I'm sorry we didn't get a chance to fully answer that question, but thank you so much for being on the show. And tune in, listeners, to next week's show where we're going to be talking to Rabbi uh, Rami Shapiro on getting to the soul of religion. And check out Cheney's website at www.wealthmasterysuccess. We'll be back again next week. And uh, don't forget, 
Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to give birth to yourself. Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time here on the 7th Wave Network. We'll talk again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.